It's time for the 8 Greatest Golf Show with Jerome Espinosa on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. It's a lock. I hit the 7 iron like John Daly hits the 3. <laughs> winner, winner, trick yeah. dinner! Jerome Espinosa is a Class A PGA professional and director of instruction at 8 Greatest Performance Center. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! We will talk all things New Mexico golf, hear from voices all around the world of golf, and even give some swing tips to improve your game. All you got to do is just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a room. Now, Get ready playing golf here's PGA Pro Jerome Espinoza. Good morning, I'm Jerome Espinosa, alongside David Muddit. Welcome to the 8 Grady's Golf Show on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. We'll be here till 11 a.m. today. And we've had some interesting, uh, interesting things going on in golf, David, with this whole supposed-to-be off-season. Um, for the tour, they're, the tour's still going. Liv is on a break, but uh, we got some interesting, always on a break? interesting conversations. Play once a month or something. You'd play there. Let's not get that mixed up. In my, in my position, yeah, I would. <laughs> in Rory's position, no. Well, Rory's the best in, in the world right now. Why would you? Yeah. Um, but we got some interesting stuff. So I don't. It, you just mentioned it, but. Pat Perez, I guess he must have been on a podcast, but he's just lo- he's going off mm. right now. Um, Pat Perez tees off on Tiger and you know basically says Tiger to I, I guess Tiger said something a couple months ago about live and why would you do live? It gives you kind of what you've said about these guys that are playing on live. What did he say? There's no incentive to play golf if you're on live or to be better. And Pat Perez calls him BS, says, Tiger, don't give me that. Like, you're full of it. This was said it the whole time. Initially, that the drive may not go down, but eventually it's going to. It just is. It just, it just is. That's what makes Tiger so great is the fact that he had all that money. He'd won everything you could possibly imagine, and he carried on going. There's well, no reason for him to come back and win the 2019 Masters. I mean, the fact he even played in it is unbelievable. I, I think Tiger's incentive is obviously, I mean, you probably could have paid Tiger anything, and he's he's like Michael Jordan. He's like Kobe Bryant. Like, those guys have a different gear. Like, they're not yeah. doing it because they get paid. I mean, look at, I mean, of course, Michael Jordan was a little different. He didn't have Nike early on. He kind of made Nike. Yeah. <laughs> but still, like, those guys just, they have a different gear. Like, they play, Tiger's been playing to beat Jack. Like, let's be honest. Like, yeah. that's why he plays golf. I mean, even when he was playing, he didn't play every tour event. No. He played oh, WGCs. No. He played 18 he events a year. played the Masters and the Open and the U.S. Open and the players because his entire life you goal. Just, you missed out the PGA there. Oh, PGA, sorry. That's a bad move. My bad. Sorry, PGA. He's trying to win 18 majors, or 19, I guess. And so that's why he plays. So coming out of him, yeah, I get it. And to Pat Perez's point, is Pat Perez said, like, again, I mean, you know, he said, Tiger, don't give me that. You weren't like me trying to qualify and trying to, you know, make cuts and playing in every event. He was like, before you left Stanford, you had $40 million from Nike. All these invites to all these tournaments – He's like, I don't want to hear this. Like, but at the end of the day, Tiger played for his legacy. That's what he was playing that's a, for. Yeah, absolutely. He wasn't playing for the money. Well, I mean, even when he was a junior, he was playing for his legacy. He won the what the junior am, and then the am and the am. Like, yeah, but Pat Perez, give me this. 
qualifying and all this nonsense. He's made plenty of money on the PGA Tour. He, well, I think he's only won like one event, certainly not a winner. But give me a break. He's full of crap too. I, I got a story about him in the locker room at uh, Straw, but I can't even I can't even say it on air. I can't. That's great. He was blowing up at the golf course and just how it was unbelievable. Just, oh, I mean, and I would, and he he goes on another heater, and I guess he's again he must have been on a podcast because things are just coming out like Pat Perez, Pat Perez. Well, it's and, because everyone's saying, look at Pat Perez, he's absolutely awful, and he's made. However many million dollars. Well, he made so here's the official number. He made nine million and never finished never finished higher than sixteenth. As an individual. Yeah. And in the live. So So he he is the absolute per target person, yeah. Because he said he got lucky guess, and got on a team and the team won every oh, week. You're not kidding about that. I mean, when you have when you're with Patrick Reed and Dustin Johnson, I mean, dude, put me on there. I might be yeah. able to like put one score up. I mean, it's yeah. Um, cause he went off on Phil Mickelson too, saying, you know, he's got a riff with Phil Mickelson. He'll never forgive him. And, well, they're, um, they're all, all the research, too, aren't they? all the research that I did in, I guess it's on tour too. People know that Pat Perez can't stand Phil Mickelson and it's gotta be something with a wife. It, cause nobody will come out and say it. Even Alan Shipnuck who did that book or whatever, um, he was. He's like, yeah, I have lots of stuff, but I can't say it because it's just it hasn't come out of Pat Perez's mouth. But it, I don't know what happened. It has something a, to do with his wife. I have a different hate for Phil. That's what he said. Yeah, I mean, he's he was on one, and you know, <clears throat> I don't know. I I don't know Pat Perez. I have no idea. I just he's he's become a hot topic but with that, Liv. Yeah, but Phil, I think I'd have to believe Pat Perez on this one because. Phil's shown his true colors over the last year. Well, Phil's, and I don't know, I again, you probably know more of this than I do, but Phil's hated, like, there's not a lot of guys on tour no, that like that guy. No. I mean, there is, they love Tiger, and I guess, you know, where Pat Perez is weird, is it's kind of funny, but they said Pat Perez is a known Tiger guy. Like, he is a, you're a Tiger or you're a Phil guy. Like, and he's Team Tiger all the way. Well, so a few years ago, he was talking all that crap on. It was another podcast, I think it was when Tiger came out and announced he signed with Bridgestone, right? With oh. the golf ball, and Pat Perez is like, I mean, he's done. He's just doing it to stay relevant. He's doing it, <laughs> and then he came back a year later or whatever and won the Masters. I, I mean, if there's one thing again that you don't do with Tiger is you don't say he can't do it. I mean, unless unless Pat Perez. Was doing that on purpose. If he's a Tiger maybe, fan, maybe he did, and maybe Tiger needed to hear something like that. Trying to prod him a little bit. He, he wasn't the only one to say Tiger was done, was he? Well, no. And I mean, again, he's a different dude. Like you know, he's one of those guys in our lifetime that I don't know if we'll ever see another one no, like him. But I mean, when you win a U.S. Open on a broken knee or whatever that was, like, I mean, the guy played, and it wasn't even just. It wasn't even 72 holes. He played 90 holes because the U.S. Open was an 18-hole playoff at that time. Yeah, but they actually went extra holes on that, <laughs> so, too. So 90-some holes. Because they finished on 12. So I think they played like 93 holes. Yeah, Goodness gracious. On a busted kneecap. Well, maybe maybe they just started the playoff on 12. Maybe that so maybe it was only one extra hole. But they were tied after 90 holes, and they went, they went two extra holes after that. And, I mean, you know... Again, I I don't know. I'll never doubt him. Like I'm just, and I'm I'm a Tiger fan too. Like I'm all team Tiger, 
So I'll always cheer and watch what he does. He'd be, you know, phenomenal to see. And obviously his son is now, and I hope people leave his son alone as they're, you know, at Noda's junior event, there was photos everywhere, you know, and obviously as a kid, I think that'd be cool to be honest, as you're paired with his son and is he's being a dad catting. But I know a lot of kids were super pumped. Like I got to pair, I got paired with, they say I got paired with Charlie. They really don't care about Charlie there. I got paired with Tiger, but that would be kind of cool. I mean, your son would be fired up if he was, you'd be fired up if he was paired with. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But people aren't going to leave Charlie alone. If he continues to play golf like this, it's going to be brutal for him. Yeah. I mean, I think you and I have talked about this off offline, but you know, Michael Jordan, I mean, obviously they're going to have the opportunity, but the pressure on those kids is just that's this- ridiculous. You never hear, well, I don't, but I don't ever hear about Michael Jordan's kids. Well, one Did of them. Did he have kids? Yeah, he, yeah. Had, he had some sons. Some sons. Uh, a couple kids. <laughs> one of them, one of them, I think played like junior college. And then one of them played for Illinois, but he was a walk-on. Oh, right. Like Illinois out of the Big Ten gave him a scholarship or, yeah. or maybe they didn't. I mean, he, but I know he was a walk-on and, I mean, I watched him. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, obviously he resembles Michael Jordan, but the, the game is not anywhere near. But again, it's that in you know intrinsic motivation. Those dudes have a different. They're they're just well, they're different. I mean, how, you, Charlie can obviously never live up to Tiger Woods. It's impossible. No, it's so you, <laughs> it's not fight, fair. You're fighting a losing battle. Yeah, I mean, no one has done what Tiger's done. So how can you say his son? In should? the history of golf, yeah. How could you say it? it really in any sport? <laughs> I mean, he ch- completely changed the game of golf. What c- completely changed it? How much money does golf owe that guy? Like the amount of money he's created for golf courses, golf Everybody. professionals. Yeah, um, it always amazes me when there's a club pro that says they they hate Tiger, and I'm like, you're you're an idiot. <laughs> you, you get paid what you get paid. No, it might not be that much, but you get paid. That, as opposed to half of that, because of Tiger. <laughs> so, you're you're an idiot. And there's one guy in our section who does that. <laughs> and I tell him every time, you're an idiot. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, Tiger is, he is the needle. We've said that plenty of times here. Like, I mean, how people are excited for golf in December, not because of anything other oh, no, yeah. than Tiger is playing three times in December. Granted, it's one of them's probably the father son that he played in, and then some hero world challenge. But people are like, can't wait for golf in December. How does that doesn't happen? No, I mean, you see it, man. Like of the of the five majors I play, I think he played three of them, and you one hundred percent see the difference <laughs> from when he's there and when he's not there. You can probably feel it too. Straight away. It's unbelievable how many more people are there. <clears throat> That's unreal. Um, on tour, Tony Finau wins. I love Tony Finau. I just Yeah, and I, I, I have gu- a soft spot for that dude. I, I guess I'll take back what I said. I think I said it on the show too. I, someone said the floodgates will open after he gets that win, and I'm like, no, it won't. He's not he's not a winner. But that's three wins in seven starts. So <laughs> I guess that's they're open somewhat. I, I ever since, and I think I've said this before, ever since he made a hole in one on the <laughs> short course at Augusta and dislocated his ankle, like I was a fan of him 
So he play, he's played he played on the Mexico Open a couple of times. He did. Yeah. And I think his brother Gipper or something, he played too. He played a, Dude, a f- bunch more times. I know people say stuff about the New Mexico Open, but I think that is such a cool thing about the New Mexico Open when it's attended by those guys. Is There are some guys that roll through that you're like, I got to see that guy, play with that guy, watch him play, whatever it is. Well, then we need to get it probably back up here. I mean, I don't know if it's, you remember the name Jim Jim Knaus or Knaus. Yeah, yeah, dude, that guy was the nicest human, and he, I cheer for him when I see his name. And he's had a rough go on the tour, but I'm like, that guy was such a cool dude. He won the uh, uh, the San Juan a couple of times. Yeah, he? he's won a ton of stuff locally. Yeah. That's like cool to see and cool to cheer for him. And you know, um, gosh, Tony Finau rips it too, man. That guy is just. I love watching him play. I mean, I, and I've never seen him hit balls live, but they said that dude, if he wanted to, you know, get his ball speed and all that stuff up there, well, he did do he's that. He's one of the he? guys that yeah. can do it. Yeah. He can, I mean, he looks, he looks like he's about 6'6, six, 6'7, six, six, um, super long limbs, and he just rips it. And he's, I mean, he's, you know, out of Utah, they got they got good golf in Utah. There's that Summer Hayes family is out of yeah. Utah, and um, there's there's some good golfers. Johnny Miller, there you go. I mean, Utah golf, like amateur golf, is huge. Yeah, I I think um, a buddy of mine that I worked with at Sun Country, he's up in Utah running that amateur body, and he said their amateur like has like 900 entrants. Like they have. All kinds wow. of qualifiers, and it's it's full match play. Like they do, they don't do stroke. It's a is a match play. What do we get for our amateur? Like <laughs> sixty or seventy? Forty two. <laughs> There's we're not brushing seventy. Let's not get crazy. And it's a stroke play event, but the match play is is much a much different as you know you know obviously. But that amateur match play is that's a tough thing to win. You got to win a lot of golf. Or play a lot of golf to win. Yeah. In any match play, but still. Well, and it's like each match is different. It wears you out. You got that guy that you think you can, like, bomb it by him, and all he does is, like, get up and down and chip it in, and you're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, this dude is wearing me out right now. Did they say where our match play is this year? <clears throat> no. Hasn't been decided. So we'll see. Um, Nelly Corda wins. On the LPGA, dude, I could watch her swing for days. It's pretty good, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. I think she's one of my favorites now. I'm just like, that swing is pure. Like, she, and I don't know how tall she is, but she looks she looks pretty tall. Yeah, I've, I've met her. They are tall. They're both tall. Yeah, because she's. I can't remember if it was her or her sister. I met one of them. Well, the whole family's super talented. I think their brother the s- plays on, like, The brother plays the professional tennis. tennis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Family and I, I want to know. Dad, I, I was going to say, Dad and Mom did something too. Dad, I think Dad was a professional tennis player. One of them was like a swimmer. Maybe Mom was a swimmer, but I know yeah. that family is yeah. ridiculously talented. And Nelly Corda is just—I mean, like I said, if you want to go watch a golf swing on Instagram or whatever, Nelly Corda is unbelievable. Like I don't know, it's it's pure. Like she is. I love watching her golf swing on Instagram. I mean, she's she's unreal. <clears throat> so yeah, swings pretty good, don't she? Um, I saw this too. This is kind of interesting. Is 
And again, oh my gosh, I, <laughs> I see people all the time post stuff or say stuff about ball speed and swing speed. And I'm just like, I think you guys are out of touch. Like, I really do. But Kyle Berkshire, have you seen the record he set? Mm-mm. <laughs> Clubhead speed or one fifty-seven point nine clubhead clubhead speed. Jeez, ball speed two thirty-five. Ugh. So, <laughs> for those listeners that don't know, ball speed is the number one. That is the only thing that directly correlates to distance, right? 235. They say for every mile an hour, I'm going to have to get my calculator out for this. Yeah, you're going to have to yeah. for that one. For every for every mile an hour, they say is two to three yards. So we'll just say two. So 235. Oh my gosh, don't even. Two, what did we get? Like we were like one, 175 maximum, right? Yeah, like maximum. that was like. So, so what is that? 25. Okay, so six. David's math skills are on 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 point right now. So he hits it a hundred and twenty <laughs> yards past us. A hundred and twenty yards. That's a full three uh, par three. That's a par three. A Good full par God. three fast further with it. I mean, and that's it. To my point is that like when people, I get it. We're in Albuquerque. We're at elevation. Like I don't even know where that is to be honest. Well, the well, I guess it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. That doesn't ball matter. Speed, no. I mean, his ball's going to ball go. Ball speed's ball speed. It's off the face. I mean, but imagine he hits a ball here. Like, does it ever land? Well, like, I mean. Let's say at 175 mile an hour ball speed here, we're probably hitting it, what, 330? Yep, yep. Right, yep. let's say. Yep. 450. <laughs> I mean, he can't even. He, he can't play he, certain he, holes. He, he can't hit driver. He's got to go nine iron, nine iron. He could like he could hit it next to the green on number nine at Four Hills. Oh gosh, but the holes four forty uphill. I mean, that's how, that's yeah for people that have played Four Hills. Think about that. That's absurd. It's it's just unbelievable. Like. I mean, I saw now, that. No, he's probably it, got no clue where it's going at that, at that speed. He's actually, I've seen him play, and again, to your point that you said, dude, he, I mean, how can he hit driver? It's going 450. Yeah. Like, it's going, but, I mean, <clears throat> okay, so hit a 7-iron off the tee. What does that go? Two-something? Yeah, but like, I bet he's not very good with a with a, with a pitch wedge in his hand. <laughs> yeah, now the chipping and putting, okay, well, yeah. like, We'll see what happens there. But, like, I saw that, and I'm just – you and I have done it, like, trying to swing as hard as we can, as fast as we can. And I'm just like, I don't know how he does that. Like, I don't even get it. He's got to be massive. Is he tall? He's got to be really he, tall. No, he's not tall, but I'll tell you what. He's – he is – has lots of muscle on his body. How does your face not break? It oh, must. It, it must break He has to go time. through them. Yeah. I mean, he's got to be going through driver heads, you know, weekly, bi-weekly. Swinging like that? I wonder what driver he uses. I think they all use those crank drivers that are longer or whatever, but I don't care what he's using. Like, I saw that number, and I just put myself in the bay, and I'm just like, I don't, I can't sniff it. Like, there, no, I mean, not many it, people can. I don't, I mean, I would have to gain 100 pounds of muscle and I still don't think I could do it. Like it's, 
It's insane. It's absurd. And that's who Bryson oh. tried. Bryson works out with that dude. Does he? That's that's who everyone is. Close you know, close. goes off of is like, hey, if we can catch this dude with ball speed or you know club speed. But I mean, I saw that number. <laughs> that's like not even real. Could you imagine hearing that like indoors too? Like it's let's go through your screen. Do you remember when Jamie Sadlowski went on the morning drive? Oh, what did he hit through? Did he hit through like boards? It, it was no, it was the it was the just the Trackman simulator setup, and and he hit it, and it just went with through. <laughs> it went through it, and they all looking at each other like, uh, "Oh, that hasn't happened before." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I, the other thing. I I don't, I wouldn't want to be hit with that ball. Holy crud! Like oh, I've no. been hit. That'd be it. With an eight iron from just some random. I couldn't imagine that ball. You'd be dead. Oh. (laughs) I've seen some bad bruises from people getting hit, and it's not coming in it. I've been hit right in the back of the head one time. (laughs) I was practicing. This was years ago. My brother was hitting some bunker shots and bladed one, and it hit me straight in the back of the head. Oh, It's funny, but it's not funny when you get hit. God. I Yeah, I was on the ground. Yeah, no, it's not funny. All right, well, we got to take a quick break. Um, I'm Jerome Espinosa, Director of Construction at 8 Grady's Golf. If you're in need of any club repair, um, please email me at gespinosa at 8gradys.com. This is the 8 Grady's Golf Show on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. Let's get back to the 8 Grady's Golf Show with Jerome Espinosa on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. Welcome back to the 8 Greatest Golf Show on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. I am Jerome Espinosa alongside David Muddit. You'll hear us talking New Mexico golf Saturdays, 10 to 11 a.m. And continuing our Tiger love affair mm. is, uh, I, I saw, I picked up on this. And I mean, obviously it's out there. Everyone knows it or sees it. That's a, like a golf savant and does all that stuff. But dude, Jack Nicholas was pretty good at his day. I, I saw, so... This is crazy in the 70s, what Jack Nicholas. So in 1970, and this is just the majors, obviously, yep. but he finishes 8th, 49th, 1st, 6th. In 71, he goes T2, 2, 5, 1. In 72, 1st, 1st, 2nd, 13th. In 73, 3rd, 4th, 4th, 1st. In 74, 4th, 10th, Third, second, seventy-five, first, seventh, third, first. Like, Here's, and that's that's, that's that's disgusting. That's crazy. That's crazy. Here, here's the here's how I've always put this: the Tiger Jack thing. Over twenty-five years, Jack Nicholas has been the best. Over a twelve-year stretch, what Tiger did, no one will ever do ever again. No. Not even close. Now, if you're looking at their entire career, who Nicholas had, you know, two or three proven major winners that he had to beat every week, right? That's true. Right? They were going to be there. You know, you had uh, obviously Arnold Palmer and then Tom Watson. um, There's others I'm not naming. Let's say there were five, right? Lee Trevino. These guys that won majors and won multiple majors in in the same era. Yeah, he only won two. Um, Tiger may not have necessarily had as many proven major winners. He obviously had Phil, Ernie, and VJ, right? 
I wonder but, what the field size was. But the next, oh, oh at Nicholas's events? In, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, the majors have got, Speaking got, to your point, right? I mean, I don't want to. But I think Tiger's depth of field, there, there were yes. more people that could have a good week and challenge him than there were in the Nicholas days with Nicholas. True. But those guys would never beat Tiger <laughs> because once he got the lead, that was it. He's a stranglehold. Yeah. Is one of the most amazing things ever with Tiger is that he never won a major from behind until the 2019 Masters. Yeah, Even I if mean, he was, that which was is, weird. It, it's still unbelievable because if you're, uh, I don't know, some uh, Cameron Beckman, right? Just an older name that played on the tour when Tiger was in his heyday, you know. If you had a one or two shot lead in a major over Tiger, <laughs> you keep it. <laughs> You keep it? What? <laughs> How does that happen? That's what I mean. It's this most mind-boggling thing to me. I mean, our guy held him off. Rich Beam held him off yeah. to win. That, yeah. And Rich Beam, two years before that, was working in the pro shop at El Paso Country Club. And, to- so and Tiger crazy. couldn't chase him down. Right? That's mind-boggling. No, it's just, I, I don't know. Maybe it's, who knows? I mean, how do you figure that out? Like, is it a mindset where, you know, he's not good chasing or whatever? Well, <clears throat> Like, I mean, is it... He definitely, when he had the lead, he made everybody else make their mistakes, right? He didn't make his mistakes. He wasn't going at pins that nope. he didn't need to. He he was quite happy making par after par after par. So, yeah, when you're leading by two or three, you feel in complete control. When you are losing by two or three and you all of a sudden have to take some more risk, well, it's not the same, it's not the same mindset. It's a different game. It's not as... I don't know if I Every, comfortable is the right term, but yeah, I mean, you're trying to have to do things. Yeah. Instead of just, yeah, exactly. Like, okay, that's a back left pin. I got to go at the center and draw it. And he's, yeah. then he overdraws it or where, you know, I always, I always see those shots that he hits like at Augusta where he hits them to the correct tier. They're 30 feet left yeah. and then it funnels to 10 feet. And you're just like, yeah. How did he never win the masters from behind? Obviously until 2019. But how? Especially with as crazy as that place gets on the back nine. And I it's know. loud and you can hear and there's And you roars. know what Tiger's doing. Especially him. Like, when he hits a shot, like, everyone knew. I mean, like, the world stopped. I mean, everyone had to back off of their putts or chips or whatever when he hit because they're just like... Or even... And I, I don't know. I Of course, I wasn't on tour, never been on tour. But when they said that he knew how to move the gallery... Like on purpose that he would do that, right? Like start walking oh, yeah. so the yeah. gallery moves and other guys are like, um, hello, I still got a hit. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't care. And he's like, I don't care. No. I mean, that's, you know, it, and then to keep going with Jack. So in 76, he goes T3, T11, T2, T4, 77, second, T10, 2, 3, 78, 7, T6, Wins, missed a cut. And missed then his, cut? I know. Good Look at the that. hell? Nine Give years. Nine years he misses one cut. 79, he goes fourth, ninth, second, 65th. I mean, everyone was all fired up when Ricky Fowler that year finished second in like every major. He finished top five in all the majors. And this guy did it for nine freaking years. I know. Spieth had that year where he did it too. Dude, it's unbelievable. Like... I mean, just I'm, 
what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Excuse me, ten years. You just, just won't ten years. You won't see anything like that anymore, just because there's so, the depth of the talent is so much deeper. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, like Nicholas finishing ninth. He probably didn't even play that well. You can't do that this day and age. No, heck, you no. can't finish ninth in a major and not have played well. I mean, you have to put the courses together are too hard. Four people good are too rounds. good. Yeah, I mean, just look at. I mean, a simple thing, right? <laughs> Like a Monday qualifier. So Ash K Bakta or whatever, yeah. who's, I mean, he was like this phenom that everyone was all in love with. He's probably in his mid-20s now or whatever. He shot 62 to get in on the Monday qualifier by one shot. I know. Like he didn't dust the field. He's quite, he's Monday qualified quite a few times. Now. Yeah, he's chased, he chases those like crazy. Yeah. He's the one that I said, he showed up to an event and they gave away his rental car. So he had to rent a U-Haul. Oh, God. He took a U-Haul to an event because he didn't have... He's like, there's no car. So him and his girlfriend... When was the last time Tiger rented a car? Oh, goodness. <laughs> are you kidding me? I'm surprised they don't, like, fly him a car to the wherever he's at. I think that's probably what they do. Anyways, yeah, I mean... Sorry. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. Yeah, I mean, this guy is, like, renting a U-Haul. Dude, it was a funny photo. Like... You know, those, and it wasn't like the U-Haul van. It was like a. The big one. The Like a, it wasn't the huge one, but it was a, a big U-Haul with, you know, and him and his girlfriend, he's got this big old smile. He's got to pull up the door. Clubs flying around <laughs> to, to get his clubs in there. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, the Jack versus Tiger thing, I just, it's crazy. I mean, Jack was good. Oh, it was unbelievable. Jack was unreal. But being it, growing up in a tiger, I don't, I, I, I can't sit here and tell you I think Nicholas is better than Woods. There's no way. I mean, I, Tiger, Tiger's better than Jack in my opinion. But yeah, I mean, he's, you look at all the injuries he had, and you know, I mean, I get that's part of sports. But you know, if if he doesn't get in that car accident, he has a chance at another five Masters, right? Five or six Masters. Oh, yeah. I always think for him, but not now. is like, you know, the open and mas- the masters are like those two are such. I think for him, I'm always like, gosh, he's got a chance. There. Well, the masters, yeah, because it's the same course. He obviously plays it really well. It's perfect for him. You don't have to drive it that great. You've just got to hit it in the right portions of the greens. Use the slopes. Yeah, be a good chipper and putter. It's like that is exactly what Tiger <laughs> is. And then the the open courses are. Yeah, you don't really need a whole lot of drivers there either. No, he, he and, can and, like manage the golf courses for the yeah, most part. Yeah, like and none <laughs> of these people have played those golf courses very much, so they're not they're not overly comfortable on on a set open golf golf course, right? Like, well, and he's so good at like like I said that one that I thought he hit four iron like off every single tee. And I'm like that dude's mental game is. A thousand times better than his nearest guy. Like it's oh, yeah. now. I again, that's changed a little bit because all the guys on tour now grew up watching him and basically copycatted and have stolen everything from him. Which I get it. That's fine. Yeah. But all those kids, they're also, of course, I have seen that. You know, they all want to play against him. But all the older guys are like, No, you don't, guys. Tiger in his prom. I'm telling you right now. You don't want any part of them. No. Now, like now, okay. Now they're like, let's take him on. And, they, like, and they had their chance in 2019. 
They had their chance. Well, who was it? They had it locked up. Molinari was leading. Kepka was, was right it there. Finau there too. Finau, they all hit it in the water on twelve, and Tiger hit it left. Well, again, eighty feet, two putts. It's exactly to your point. What you yeah. said, like he doesn't mess up. Like no. he, maybe he's that's the deal. When he if he's behind, like you said, and he has to chase that flag stick on twelve, he doesn't like doing it. But he'll hit it over that middle bunker and hit it to the middle every single time with a hundred percent confidence. Yeah, and. <clears throat> I, it's always interesting to me. I wish it would be cool to be able to see these dudes in their primes. Like, just like, you know, that would be awesome. Someone sent me a text the other day, like, I was playing the all time Bulls in 2K or something. Oh, exactly. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that would be cool in golf to, you know, Ben Hogan and Jack and some of these dudes. But the basketball court size never changes, yep, yep. you know? Well, that's and the clubs, I guess. Yeah, and the ball. Right. And, I mean, if you put, if you put Jack at Augusta, even in his prime, as far as he hit it then, to the course <laughs> today, and hit all his equipment like what he had. I mean, the, there's no chance. Yeah, that's true. I mean, so give him the new equipment. Yeah, I mean that that with the yeah, I mean he was a beast. <laughs> like he hammered it back then. He would definitely be one of the longer ones. And it's. It's I the thing that's also drawn my interest lately too is I don't know why I'm seeing a lot of like um yardages for a lot of the tour guys and it they have like Ben Hogan's and someone had the comment like oh Ben Hogan was just a wuss and I'm like oh let's get real dude like those yeah, lofts were so much different yeah so that too they're like I didn't realize Hogan was such a pansy yeah <laughs> I'm like yeah the lofts it just take away technology. Just the lofts are now like a pitching wedge back then, I bet, was 50 degrees. Probably. I, I would even venture to say it was more. Now, now some of them are like 43, 42. That's two clubs. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. yeah I mean, an eight iron to a pitching wedge is completely comparable. <laughs> <laughs> the lofts alone, like you I think, um, I don't know if I told this story, but couple years ago we went to the pga show and i was with adam baroviak so we go play this random golf course right we're like let's just go play so we go to this public golf course we show up and we it's two of us so they pair us with a twosome and we get to the tee and i'm like what are these guys doing like they have i can see their clubs and it's their wood shafts yeah and i'm like who are we playing with like what is going on these guys are getting ready for, um, I guess they're everywhere. These hickory, oh, these yeah. hickory tournaments. Yeah, were there hickory shafted clubs? What balls? Did they, what balls? Did it's they it's use? a different ball. It it is the old ones. It ha yeah. So there's a like it's it's weird. It's kind of like plasticky, but it looks like the old wound ones. Like it's kind of weird because they can't use a real ball. Yeah, because they told us that they actually said here hit some shots, and I was terrified because one I'm on Bermuda. Oh yeah, the. The edge of those clubs is yeah. so sharp, and they're a wood shaft. I'm like, I'm going to snap this thing to smithereens. The second I take a divot, I was terrified. The chipping is so hard. Well, the, I can't hold them. The grips are like... They're, they're, it's, <laughs> they're little. Uh, well, and they're so slick. Well, these guys had them... It's like them, holding a pull cue. These guys had them turned like inside out. Mm. So I guess there's like a slick side, and then if you... You know, obviously, they used to kind of wrap it. They don't have a grip like we have now, but it was like furry. 
like it was like fluffy and furry. And I was like, Weird. this is weird. He's like, yeah, the grip's just inside out, but I love the way that feels. Uh, chipping, I mean, just to speak to the, the equipment difference, the chipping was a nightmare. Well, I mean, there's, and, there's and zero a, bounce. And another thing that I talk about is they were chipping onto greens that were six or seven on the stim That's meter. true. Now you've got guys chipping on greens that are 13, 13. on the stim meter. Well, your club's got to be built a little different. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you can't nuke every shot in there and just know it's going to stop. Well, I can tell you this. Uh, go back to our loft discussion is when he gave me what was, I don't know, it's like a niblick, right? They're all different. Like yeah. I can't remember what the wedge was called. Dude, I'm like, there's no loft on this. How do I hit this shot? Yeah. That's why everything was like a bump and run, or you had to, you know, have a more of a pop, I guess, type stroke. But that was when I played that, I'm like, that was really, really hard. And the ball curves like crazy. The ball goes <laughs> in every direction. Oh, I believe it, yeah. Or if you wanted to hit like a forty yard hook, it was so easy to do it. Yeah. The ball I mean, just they do say now the balls are so much harder to move. Right to I would left, believe it. Right. They, I mean, they are, definitely. Because yeah, I was like, oh, i got to hit this hook. And then I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, the ball will go 60 yards to the left, which is now terrifying. But for those guys, it was, left. you know. And someone left mentioned. is the devil. I don't know how true this is. Someone mentioned to me that those hickory clubs, so the hickory shafted clubs, you know, I guess the flex is they have more flex, but they're torque, so they don't turn. Mm. And so that's the difference. Like those clubs have their, I guess their torque is ridiculous, but the flex, they're obviously, it's it's crazy. Have you ever hit with a hickory shaft? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been a long time, but I, I yeah, I have. Not a lot. They're I've weird. Hit, I've hit the persimmon woods a lot, just messing around. Like those are cool when you well, hit those. Well, when square? I kind of first started playing, that people still used them. You know, yeah, that, those things when you hit, they feel so good. But that's, oh, they're but that's with a current golf ball. I mean, if you took it out there with a balata, <laughs> God, it would go absolutely nowhere. Um, I was teaching a class for UNM one time, and a kid showed up to my golf class, and I'm like. What are those? And all his woods were like ping wood woods. Mm. And I'm like, I remember the black ones with the red thing. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, dude, can I hit that? He's like, yeah, these are my clubs. Like my grandpa gave them to me. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. And I was like, holy cow, this is like, it was nuts. It was like you, I mean, to me, it took me back to like a baseball. Like when you hit a baseball, it's just pure. It's so cool and sounds so great. But like you said, when you don't, it's a little a little dicey. Someone, someone, yeah, I bet miss hitting those hickory things doesn't feel very good. Oh, the, all the vibration. I was just terrified that I was going to snap it the second it. I took a divot. Oh, so, I bet. Yeah, especially the Bermuda is normally pretty firm underneath. But it was it was cool to see, and they're out there. I guess. You know, the guys dress up like old school and they have, um, he, what he's told us is the day before they have like a trunk sale. So if you showed up, you can kind of, everyone's selling stuff out of their trunk. And hmm. so you can put together a set and, uh, you know who plays a lot? John Keenel. Yeah, he does. I was going to say He does that. those hickory tournaments. Yeah, he does. And he's good at them. 
like really good. I heard he shoots like under par with them. He showed me his set one well, time. Well, he was really good at golf. I mean. <clears throat> well, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it's a whole other level to even be good with hickory. But, man, that's... Um, so check it out. Check out some hickory golf. Try that sometime. They're pretty cool to see. The putters are cool. I like the putters. Yeah. I, I mean, where would you even get them in Albuquerque? You, you have to go to, like, antique stores and try and find them. <laughs> Sometimes Play It Again has some of them. That is a... <clears throat> Serious level of com commitment going around to antique stores trying to find hickory golf clubs. They're cool. Maybe I'll do that this afternoon. Go find some. Try to chip with it. It's open it's it, interesting. Open it up. Open up the six iron. There you go. All right. We got to take a quick break. I'm Jerome Espinosa, Director of Instruction at 8 Grady's Golf. If you would like to inquire about leagues, fittings, email me, gespinosa at 8gradies.com. This is the 8 Grady's Golf Show on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. Let's get back to the 8 Greatest Golf Show with Jerome Espinoza on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Good morning. I'm Jerome Espinoza. Welcome back to the 8 Greatest Golf Show on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Um, you'll hear David and myself talking to Mexico Golf every Saturday, 10 to 11 a.m. And we'll continue with, I mean, I love all the drama right now in golf. It Actually, it's kind of interesting. There's... Normally golf goes away, and now it's like got the live arguing with the tour and Tigers playing three times in Tigers December. Tigers playing three times in December, like I mean, <clears throat> and now John Rom goes off on the official world golf ranking points. Did you hear that? Did you see that? Yeah, he lost uh, it. Uh, and that point he made about those two weeks is completely true. I mean, look at the field. Of the two events that he was oh, talking I, I, about. I 100% agree. And the European Tour event field was way better. Oh, it's not even... The points were embarrassing, weren't it, they? Yeah, it was pretty... That's, like the winner... Well, I, I don't know if it was that one or a different one. There was one where the winner of a pretty good event got like 3.75 for yeah. winning. It's... um. That's... Dude, it's hard to win. We've talked about that. It's well, really, if, really hard to win. If you're going to base this on... So it's funny. The world ranking points are based on strength of field, which is calculated by world ranking points. <laughs> what? Yeah. But, I mean, that, how else do you do it? That, of course that's what it is. They look at the field and they go, oh, well, you've only got so many guys, guys in the, the top, top 200 or whatever, and that's how they determine. So, well, yeah, because you're not giving them as many points. Like how? If that's the tour they play, how are they? They can't get past a certain point unless they win every week. Yeah, that's. I mean, and they've got, they've got, then they've got to get in the majors, and then they got to play well in the majors, and that's how those guys end up coming over here. Like your Fleetwoods, your Westwoods, your Poulters, oh, yeah, yeah, your yeah. Garcias, right? Dude, I don't. I mean, to be honest, when I saw this, I'm like, John, like, I think he's rototilling the dirt here. Like, what is going to happen with the world ranking? I mean, I get uh, it. People don't like live. Get it. Okay, whatever. But you got some good players in those events. I mean... A couple. Come on. <laughs> Patrick Reed, Dustin Johnson. Like, I get it. Some of the guys are older, whatever. They're still playing some good golf. Yeah. I mean, and those guys, which... That's a different argument, right? Like, they don't deserve points. They're not giving a point. Okay. Well, then you're... Now your world golf ranking is no longer valid. Well, and that, that's, that's why the Ryder Cup's going to be... Crap, up. the President's Cup might be gone at this rate. I mean, that's not good. 
Well, yeah, like I guess all the Australians, <laughs> yeah, they're on live. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, but that's, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I get it. They have to rank these players somehow. <clears throat> but now that there's, I, I mean, I don't know. Guys are going to Asian tour events. I mean, not that their fields are the greatest there. I mean, that, that, that <clears throat> has still, to. There has to. You have to. You can't give the same amount of points for winning a lower Europe, lower tier European tour event as a PJ tour event. Correct. But the reason you look at the rankings and say that is because they don't get as many points. There's nothing to say they're not as good, but they don't have the points. Well, it goes back to what you talked about earlier. Yeah. Jack Nicholas and the fields he played against and Tiger Woods and the fields he played against. Yeah. That's kind of the argument. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, and now you look at, you know, the year that Rory had, and it's like, look at all the people he's playing against. Yeah. I mean, there's there's 70 or 80 guys every week that are ready to win. And they're, I mean, <laughs> yeah. And a lot of them have won. A lot of times. It's crazy. Yeah. I, 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 John Brown's right. Something needs to they're change have to with revamp that. It. But I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I mean... No, I mean, I mean, You've again, made, then you go to, and I don't know, I guess. I mean, they're your two tours. You've got to have their, those points more similar. Yes. I'm not saying the DP World Tour should have the same points as PJ Tour events, but some events, yeah, they should. Well, like, yeah, there's a few. Like the BMW PJ Championship. Yeah, there you go. I mean, look at yep. all the Americans that play in it. Yep. Horschel's won Isn't it. there like a Scottish Open right before Scottish the Open? Uh, exactly. That attracts Those events a ton of people? RPJ Tour events, basically. So, yeah, I, they got to figure it out somehow. But, yeah. yeah, when you've got Ram, McElroy, all these guys playing, and they get less points than a <laughs> PJ Tour event, it's like, that's not right. They're like, wait, what? How'd that happen? I mean, you know, again, I'll go. You can't. Cam Smith is a really good young player like. Was. He Who's still he? is. Who's he? He'll wipe the I did see that um, the Open said they were going to let him play. Yeah. I mean, which I agree with. They said we are an Open. Yeah. And to, you know, keep the integrity of being an Open. No, I, I, I agree with that. I do. I do. It'll be interesting to see if the U.S. Open, but the, I would think they have to do the same. But the thing is, like I said, without world ranking points, this in two years, this conversation is is pointless. They're going to have to Because they're not going to qualify. That, the tournament's still open, yeah, but guess what? You're going to local qualifying. Not Cam Smith, because he won it, but anybody on that live tour... Pat Perez. He, yeah, <laughs> guess what? He won't be playing majors. In fact, he might not play any majors this coming year. I don't think he cares. He'll sit at his home with his beautiful wife with his $9 million Yeah, but that's what pocket. we were talking about, and that's what Tiger's talking about. It's like... That, well, I mean, look at all these guys. Boo Weekly. There's a bunch of these guys that are from at? like Texas or whatever. Dude, those guys don't play golf. They're playing golf to change their lives and their yeah. kids' lives. And then once they reach that, they're like, I'm out. Like, I'm going to my ranch and I'm going to go do whatever. No, and and, and look, it, it, so, I've obviously been on the side of the PJ Tour this whole time. I don't blame any of those players for taking the money. I'm just saying this is terrible for golf. No, it's it's going to rip professional golf apart. And what does that do? What? Why do you think these guys get paid so much from TaylorMade and Nike? Uh, why? 
Because yeah. everybody watches them. Yeah, that's true. Right? They're it, a it, walking once, billboard. Yeah. Well, guess what? When this when the game gets ripped apart like this and it, and it then it's like spread all over yeah, the place. Yeah, it's not. It, or they come together. I don't know. I know, you know, we're kind of running out of time here, but I saw Rory McIlroy. Yeah. Like Rory is I think he's willing to negotiate obviously if they get rid of Greg Norman, which goes back to a discussion we had months ago. I there must be something with Greg Norman, but Rory's like, "Hey guys, get rid of Greg Norman. Let's figure this thing out." Like I mean, he obviously sees like so it makes the you same wonder thing you're seeing. And like we said, <clears throat> we we said this weeks ago, didn't we? We said, "What does what has Norman got to gain here? He must have a personal vendetta against the PGA It's got to be that. Right? It has to be that. Because he is, he's a billionaire. He doesn't need whatever money they're giving him. No. He doesn't need all the stress and the crap in his life that he's now dealing with. <laughs> yeah. Right? Why? What is the thinking behind it? He's Maybe he's, you know, got his heels dug in and he is. He's going to. I don't know. Yeah, but that has to that drive has to come from somewhere. He must have something against it's the PJ Tour. It's got to be something with the PJ Tour. Yeah, has Absolute to be. Absolute has to, especially with the hatred that everyone has for him and I mean, I again, I maybe I'm just out of the loop, but I'm like, what is the deal? I don't get it. I don't what is happening? I mean, I've never been a Norman fan. I was obviously Faldo, right? It was Faldo and Norman. Yeah. England yeah. against Australia, but I I don't I don't really have anything against Norman, but yeah, maybe maybe Lots of these guys hate him. Maybe the Saudis are, are going to sit there and be like, you know what? Maybe we can make this work with a PJ Tour, but it's not going to oh, be with Greg Norman. Can I you mean, imagine that. I guess we'll we'll continue to follow the drama. We'll keep you guys up to date on what's going on. Like we've get lots of questions. Actually, like we didn't even know this is happening. So, you know, we'll keep digging for you guys. Uh, thanks for joining us. That'll do it for today's show. There will be a link for today's show at eightgradies.com. We'll be here again next Saturday, 10 to 11 a.m. for the 8 Grays Golf Show. I'm Jerome Espinosa alongside David Muddit. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next Saturday. Thank you for listening to the 8 Grays Golf Show with Jerome Espinosa. Come back Saturday mornings at 10 for the latest stories and analysis from around the world of golf on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team.